Views expressed here are not supported by and do not reflect those of the Evening Rush Network. Viewer's discretion is advised. Yep, 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 yep. What's going on? What up? What up? What up? What up? What up? Good what up, evening, what up? everybody. Welcome to the Evening Rush. As you saw, we like you to subscribe, share, and like. like. Um, today we're going to be talking about a very touchy subject. As y'all saw in the beginning, you know, there was a number. If anybody's ever been sexually assaulted, please feel free. I will be throwing that number back up so you can see it during the show. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about sexual assault. I got first in the building, once, uh, I, first of all, these two women are amazing. Absolutely. Far, they can call me on anything and I am definitely got them. I will hold them down because they are just two people that I really, really truthfully appreciate. So one, we got Dr. Cooper Lovett back in the building, our sex therapist. And then we got my homegirl who showed me mad love when I was in the shop. Miss Alora is in the building. Make sure y'all check in the alluring hour. Mm -hmm. um, so, as always, I forgot. I got my greatest co-host in the building, Miss Rainbow. We're back season four. Shout out to Fleet DJ. So, Rainbow, how was your week real quick? Um, well, I'm back up here in New York. I came to see my mama in the work, I guess. I don't know. I don't like it. I don't like that I had to work to come see my mama, but it was all right. I mean, you don't feel no different that, than me. That, that dark tan. So what is this? We are talking about dark tan. I'm still light. Y'all nah, I'm, well, I guess I'm I guess I'm finally caramel complexion because y'all been calling me light skin and I don't appreciate it. I don't I ain't light skin. Mm, mm, mm. But yeah. yeah. I mean yeah. I mean it was a week. I mean it's only Wednesday. So I, actually this week I did nothing. I really didn't do nothing this week. Uh so I can't yeah. complain. I'm out here yeah. talking about I don't, I'm but I ain't did nothing. So definitely I'm gotta fine. catch up. Definitely, definitely gotta catch up with what's going on. In the you better hurry up because I'm leaving Monday because I'm going to Mexico next week. Here you, here you go. 
Allah, <laughs> how was your week this week? Um, my week was interesting. Oh, yeah. It was I like that word. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I learned some new phrases that um someone decided to describe me, and I oh. was totally in awe. <laughs> but other than that, I had a beautiful weekend, so I can't complain. Definitely. I, and once again, I appreciate you being here. Always. Dr. Cooper, love it. How was your week? It's been okay so far. Pretty uneventful. Just pretty chill. Just my regular work week with clients. You know, trying to get my kid enrolled in school. He's three, so it's time for him to be around some kids. So I'm excited for that. <laughs> I mean, I guess an uneventful work week is is kind of good in your um in your line of work, right? <laughs> right? I call her with a meltdown. <laughs> exactly. Yes, <laughs> it's real. So calm is yeah. good. Oh yes, yeah, sure. yeah. Dawn, how was your yeah. week? I had the most hectic week in the world, as always. Like I said, shout out to Fleet DJs, man. I've been like getting ready for their getting ready to go to Virginia so I could. <laughs> yeah, because y'all going to Virginia next, next week. week. Yeah, next week. Um, I've been running around with the family because now the kids are back in school, so it's real work. Is real. Because people are now making sure they have enough food in the house or for snacks and stuff for the kids. So yeah, it's been a long. You be wearing your mask at work? Uh no, no. You uh, I start. keep telling you, I got the cure. I'm fine. I, so what? Why do you want to get it? Why do you want to get I, it? I, I prevention. I don't want to get the vid. I don't want exactly. to get the vid. Exactly. So wear your mask. I, I got the cure. I'm straight. Nah, but right. this is the whole thing: is why do you have to wait till you get it? Right. Why why would you wait till you get it? Just prevent yourself from getting it. I'm I'm fine. Trust me. I'm fine. I'm gonna make you know I'm gonna protect the family. That's that's what I do. I'm the protector. I'm the protector. That's what I do. So <laughs> Rainbow Froze. Ah, come on, Rainbow, get back with her. <laughs> so anyway. So I'm gonna get into a video, um, because like I said, we're talking about um, sexual assault, and I want people to understand how serious sexual assault is. It's not a joking matter. It's nothing to play with. You know, people are, are um, they go through a very emotional changes during this time when things like this happen, and you need to address it. You know, um, once again, the number is nine two nine two eight two zero two six six. So if anyone wants to call in and, you know, if you want to discuss what you went through, you know, the lines are open. We're willing to hear. Um, Dr. Lovett is here. She's a sex therapist, family and sex therapist, excuse me. Because mm -hmm. I don't want you to think she's calling. Don't call up here asking those crazy <laughs> questions. Hey, Sam. She's a therapist. She, look, she says couples, family, and sex. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, it don't matter don't. what you are. She got you. And yeah, owner don't, don't. of ENC. Mm -hmm. yeah, but okay. please do not call up in here asking her no crazy questions because it ain't going down. I will shut it down. We will hang up on you quick, fast, yeah. and in a hurry. Don't be disrespectful. <laughs> so, um, a Lord checked the, 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 the numbers for me. Um, I think we, we said one out of four female women yeah one out of four mm -hmm. um are assaulted by people they know mm -hmm. 
What are y'all thoughts on that lady? Wait a minute. Get to the other number. Oh, one I, I don't remember the other number. One, one out of one, one out of every twenty-six men. There you go. Sexually assaulted or attempted sexual assault will occur against them. That is that is such a drastic difference. Yeah, big time. Mm -hmm. big time. Sounds like we know who the problem is. Do you know? Yeah. Do y'all yeah. ladies, ladies feel that is because um, women are more vulnerable to being sexually assaulted? I would say, yeah, I would say yes. Yes and no. I would say, I, say, yes. I say yes because women, I mean, uh, clearly we're usually not as strong as men. So it's easier for y'all to overtake us. I feel I say no because if, um, if the man could just control himself, we wouldn't be in this predicament. But they don't. Do you? Dr. Lover, do you feel like that maybe that's, uh, I want to say, a mental issue with certain men that make them want to do these things? We can call it that, and we can just call it rape culture, too, that whole boys will be boys thing. So they use that, mm -hmm. perpetuate that, and make it a justification for why they're doing what they want to do. And sometimes mm -hmm. even the excuse of, oh, when she say no, she really mean yes. No, if she say mm -hmm. no, she said no. Gotcha. And I always have to delineate. The her, she said her mouth said no, but her body said yeah. Exactly. But yeah. like, no, it, it didn't. <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> the situation from your perspective, but it wasn't. She may not, have, you know, because people always think it looked like it looked on the movies or something, or you know, sometimes mm -hmm. from outside looking in, it could look consensual when it really wasn't. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's very true. You know, I, I definitely, definitely agree with that. Um, you know, men, men, and certain women. Like I said, it goes both ways. Mm -hmm. No does mean no. It doesn't always mean yes. Um, so I want to get into this first video. And then we're going to discuss it. And and we also got some other stuff that we're going to talk about today. So let's start with this first video. This is what rape also looks like. Yeah, I want to do it. I'm just a little bit nervous. No need to be nervous, baby. I'll be gentle. Okay. Don't be shy. Come here. Let me kiss. Wait, hold on, stop, stop. It's okay, I'm being gentle. Wait, no, I'm serious. I, I want to stop. I'm almost no. finished, just relax. Why are you sitting there looking like that? You wanted it. Please just leave. I don't get why you acting like this, but I... You're muted. This is what rape also looks like. Yeah, I want to do it. I'm just a little bit nervous. No need to be nervous, baby. I'll be gentle. Okay. Don't be shy. Come here. This is what rape also looks like. Yeah, I want to do it. I'm just a little bit nervous. No need to be nervous, baby. I'll be gentle. Okay. Don't be shy. Come here. Let me kiss. You're muted. It might be a delay in his system because I've been having the same issue with StreamYard. Mm. Yeah. There you go. There we go. All right. Sorry about that. So clearly, you know, watching that video, it's one of the first signs of 
situations, she, um, in the beginning, maybe felt, you know, she wanted to do these things. And in between things um, starting or, or to happen, she clearly Thanks said, to mind. no. And he kept going. Mm. So, you know, these are the things that we need to be mindful as men. When she does say stop and no, that's what she means. It's not nothing else. It's not, um, yes, you really want it. No. She said what she said, and you should back up. Give us some space. Mm. Ladies, what's your thoughts on these type of situations? Well, um, Dawn, if I can address something, um, I think a lot of men don't understand how the body works because, you know, she could have been in it in that moment and he's thinking her body is saying yes and her body seems like it's aroused and she may be, you know, how women, we get moisture and the body enjoys to be touched, you know, your body's going to react to being touched, but just because your body is reacting does not necessarily mean that you want to do these things because mentally you're saying no, but you can't control how your body reacts to certain things. That's just mm-hmm. like going with ice on your skin. You're going to get cold, right? It's a natural yeah. reaction. And I think when they experience this nat- natural reaction from a woman's body, they think that's the green light and they need to understand if she opened her mouth and said, I do not want to do this please stop. That means she has changed her mind. She's having Mm -hmm. doubt and she is questioning something because her, whatever it is, doesn't matter why she chose to stop. You need to stop. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We learned early that, you know, even when it comes to consent, that I have the right to say no at any time I want. I don't care how far we are into it. Yes. Mm -hmm. See, and and I think think that's one of the, the biggest issues. Um, People get confused with the fact that, you know, at that moment she wanted to stop, but in his head, he's still saying this is something she wanted. Um, it's like he could really, he, he can't turn it off. He couldn't turn it. He, he couldn't turn it off. So he thought, well, I'm turned on. So she must be turned on. Yeah. But clearly she would she no longer wanted. Wasn't. Mm-mm. Wasn't wanting any more parts of this. In, in the part where, where the part where she's, you know, her acting as the guy was like, oh, I'm almost finished. Mm-hmm. What does that have to do with anything? Yeah. Basically, you masturbate into my body. That's basically what was what, happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was all, it's all about you. It has nothing, it, that, it had nothing to do with her. Whether she wanted it or not, I'm going to get mine. You better get yours. That's what it was pretty much like. Mm-hmm. And that's the justification. I said, like, oh, she wanted it because she had a physiological response in the beginning. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. And it's a difference. But, you could, but, but even the way when she was saying, when she was like, oh, okay, you could you could hear the hesitation in her saying, I, yeah, I'm I'm ready. She was she couldn't even get the words out properly. Mm-hmm. Very tentative. Because she was trying to please him in that moment because she was afraid of what no, just coming out and saying no, what no was going to, um, was no going to have a consequence. You know, mm-hmm. some women mm-hmm. be afraid of that. We, we be afraid to say no to men getting our phone numbers or we get there, we thinking we're just going to hang out and then it turns into something more than that. You don't really know how to react in that moment. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. And it's a safety thing because it's like if I say no, is mm-hmm. it going to be really violent? Is it going to be really aggressive when I have right? Because he he might just take it anyway. Right. Exactly. So I just went along with it, but traumatized the hell out of him though. You know, but it was just kind of like it's either this or if I say no and fight him, it's going to be even worse. And do you think that's most of the time what do occur is once they do say no and then they push the person off, it becomes violent? Yes. I mean, well, I can only, I can, honestly, I can only ask these questions because I've never been through these situations. So I can only ask um, from a woman's point of view, because Mm -hmm. I, once again, I'm not a woman, so I don't, I can only ask because I want to get more um, clarification. I want people to understand that, you know, you can say no and you can, and, you know, and, and you, it should be okay. There shouldn't be a problem. But also people always also have the stigma that like that seemed like they were maybe been a, a couple. It may have been their first time, but it looked like they might have been in a relationship. And people think a lot of people like a lot of men think, oh, it's my girl. That's not considered rape. That's my wife. That's not considered rape. If she told you no, no is no. I mean, sexual assault. If she said no, no is no. Sexual, it, it, you can sexually assault your significant other, mm-hmm. whether it's male or female, because some women are aggressive with their man too. Mm-hmm. And it, it, he said no. And she'd be like, well, I'm going to get on top of him anyway. Yeah. Well, Lo- Lorraine um, Bobbitt, she did set the standards for that. Where you can't even say no to your mate, and he sexually assaulted her. Now she did. I ain't gonna say she took it too far, but she did. I want. I want to say she might have took it too far. I, just, I don't know. I, I, say that. I don't know. I'm not gonna it say wasn't. we don't know how aggressive it was, yeah. but we do know that I, he did I believe, have a history of violence. I believe calling nine one one was is the best. I mean, could she? Did, was yeah. she? A- the whole thing is, was she able? To she couldn't she might have not been able to get to the phone. Mm. She they were at home, and he was like, "You gonna do what I want?" Because clearly it wasn't he wasn't trying to get no coochie. He wanted head. So she was like, "All right, mm. this is what you want. I'm gonna give you what you want, and more, and you gonna get a little bit extra too." Mm-hmm. I mean, well, that was a time where stuff like that was okay. You could beat on your wife, you could uh, rape your wife, and no one would bat an eye. So she probably was just like, you know what? I bet you you won't do it again. I came, pleaded, called for help. Unfortunately, so, she set a standard for a lot of women. But it probably wasn't the first time. I don't think straight out the gate, she was just like, oh, this only happened one time. I'm going to do this. It's probably happened multiple times, and she was just like, "I've had enough." Yeah. This what that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Mm-hmm. That was it. She she had enough. Mm-hmm. Hey, that she was tired of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's going on, that? All right, so I want to get into this next video real quick, and let's go into that one now. This is what rape also looks like. You have no idea how grateful I am. I truly appreciate this because I have nobody else to ask. Of course, don't mention it. How much you say you need? I just need 300. Here. Thank you. I'm so sorry I have to borrow money from you, but having two kids and, you know, losing my job, it's it's been really tough. But as soon as I'm able to pay you back, I'll pay you. Don't worry about it. We're friends. You're good. I'm not stressing it. Thank you again. Uh, well, let me get home to these kids, all right? I'll see you. Wait, hold up. Where are you going so fast? You're not going to spend a little time with me? No, I just got to get back home to the kids. 
She just gonna take my money and dip? Charles, seriously? I just feel like you could spend some time. Come here, sit down. Okay. Now what you gonna do for me? Charles, what are you doing? Come on, Sash, let's be real here. You need the money for the kids, and I'm the only person that you know that could give it to you. So just give me what I want. Please don't do this. I told you I'll pay you back. Nah. No sex, no help. So what's it gonna be? Okay, I'll do it. Alright, then take off your clothes. There you go. That's that's clearly another situation where, you know, um, a woman is being manipulated. She thought he was um, her friend, but he wasn't. He's not her friend. He wasn't even look. He didn't really look out for her because looking out does not come with a course, especially that type of course. You know, it should have been. You need help, and she said it was for her kids, and then. He still took it further and well i'd have been like charles you got to give me some more money because 300 dollars ain't enough yeah no. if you want look if you if you out here making me pimp myself then i'm gonna need more money than 300 dollars a day because it's coercive i mean she she did it because she wanted she had to take care of her kids she she needed the money but mister you gonna have to pay me more for this body so give me more than 300 dollars. i'm sorry Charles, cough it up. Mm -hmm. But this so, is so crazy because of, I bet you he was the most sweetest person. He seemed so dependable and she did not see his narcissistic ways. Because mm -hmm. that is a narcissist. They play the part so well. They are concerning. They know how to comfort you when you need it. And then they'll make sure they're there when you are at your bottom. And then that's when the shoe drops. So now yep. what you can do for me? And mm -hmm. we got very cautious of these people and <laughs> we're looking out for those red flags because, whoa. Mm -hmm. But they don't look like red flags. They look like all green flags. That's the problem. It's By the time you figure out their red flags, it's too late. And once again, this is, as we were talking about a little while ago, that is a friend. Somebody that she knew. Somebody that she trusted. Both of the well, both instances, it was both somebody she knew. Yeah. You know, both the situations, somebody that the girl knew. But this is the like she's saying, like he was. This is she went to him because he he seemed dependable. He just seemed like he was there to help. There was nobody else to help her, and she was like, he was. He was like, don't worry about it. You don't have to pay that. It's a it, it's a good. We friends. And, and then and she tried to leave, and then he's like, well, we, what you what you gonna do for me? I said I was going to give you back your money. That's what I said I was going to do. And ladies, I want y'all to realize these are all signs of rape. This is not, excuse me, sexual, sexual assault. assault. You trying to get excuse us fine? I'm so sorry. I'm so <laughs> sorry. I meant sexual assault. These are signs of sexual assault. So I definitely want you women to know these signs, see the signs. Um, LeBron, Charles, Mr. Matthews, we're talking about um, sexual assault. assault sexual assault and um pretty much the topic of the day is can we find normal after sexual assault which we're going to get to in the second half of the show right now we're getting we're just showing different signs of sexual assault once again anybody that want to talk about their experience the number is 929-282-0266 um we have dr lovett in the building 
and we have a lawyer in the building, both willing to, you know, try to give in and give us some good advice, sound advice, and uh, on their opinion, and you know, do what we do. So I'm gonna get into this third video, and this third video is a little change in the situation. So I want you ladies to pay attention. This is what rape also looks like. Babe. Yeah. I want more. More of her. More. No, I'm too tired. What do you mean you're tired? What do you mean what I mean? I know when somebody tired. I didn't finish yet. I'm too tired. I'm tired. I want to sleep. Are you serious right now? No. I bet you don't do that with your wife. Leave my wife out of this. Damn it, I'm not fucking playing with you. Is it you give me more or I'll text your fucking wife? Yeah, why you always made that shit to get what you want? Man, fuck it. I'm just going to text her. Okay, don't do that. Don't let her do it. I'll do it. In this case scenario, we all can agree that his actions towards his wife, which is cheating, is wrong, but it does not justify him being raped. He's one out of the 26. So as you see, the the, the, the it, it definitely changed. You know, he was the victim. And like she said in the beginning, it doesn't it doesn't make it right because he was cheating on his wife, but he was still it's, being he was being manipulated. He was being manipulated because she was like, "You won't give me what I want, or I'm telling your wife." And once again, that this is definitely a sign of rape, even though it's now to the sexual assault. Excuse me, sexual assault to the other other person now to to a male a male so I want. People to know that men do get sexually assaulted too. It's not just women. Um, it, yes, it's more women than men. And I and, and then I, I definitely need to to you know check that because I know in jail a lot of dudes get sexually assaulted and you won't know about it because they won't talk about it. You know, I used to say you know if you've been in the antenna longer, you definitely had to get sexually assaulted and you know once again nah not me bro I'm good bro that the dudes would never do that to me but it doesn't it, they might have been the ones be sexually assaulting somebody it doesn't mean that they was the one sexually assaulting they might have been doing a sexual assaulting right that's why they said nah not me bro because they were the perpetrator so I mean Dr. Lover do you feel that oh sorry it's your context oh, Lord. I was gonna say do you think that's an ego thing more or less, yeah. The ego. When it comes good. to a man not saying, "Yeah, I was sexually assaulted," yeah, or right. not, oh, of course, because it has it holds a different meaning for men. Because men in the society, the whole man box and what it means to be a man is very limited. Weak. Um, don't have a lot of ways to express themselves or be men. So if I say I was sexually assaulted, that goes against that whole grain of what a man, what a man. It makes you. It makes it makes them feel weak. Or less than, or I'm not. Right. I'm not a man, especially working with boys who've been sexually assaulted. That's a whole other look in therapy versus when mm -hmm. working with uh, girls. Um, do you mean sexually assaulted by a male or sexually oh. assaulted by a female? Both. I've had mm -hmm. it with both, male and female. Yeah. And that with a male, that's a whole other man that's been assaulted by a man. That's a whole other conversation. Mm -hmm. That's a whole other monster. Yeah. That's just like um, the gentleman that I had on my podcast. Uh, his sexual assault went on 
from, I believe he said the time that he was like 15, if I'm not wrong, he was young. And then he knew that it wasn't okay. And it was always a threat of you, your mom's not going to be taken care of because, you know, the guy was giving him money. The guy gave him over a million dollars over the course mm-hmm. of this assault. He gave him over a million dollars. And he was saying that, you know, he wanted to tell his family, he wanted to tell his mom. He said there were so many times where he broke down and he just really wanted to say, mom, this is what's going on. But his pride wouldn't let him because he was worried about how he would be seen. And then the things that was coming along with it, he was just like, okay, uh, you know, he 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 came from a, a, a broken home, basically. And he was thinking about making sure his mom was taken care of. And, you know, he had all of the stuff that he's never had before. But then he realized, you know, mm, this ain't this, right. And then he realized other people were being assaulted. And he said it took it took a long time for him to step forward and um, said because it was at the hands of a male. And he was worried about how people would see him or if they were think that, you know, he was. Yeah. Not mad. Yeah. Yeah. Now, well, they figure, oh, well, you're taking it. It's not my choice. Mm -hmm. It's not my choice. Yeah. And so if you guys want to look this story up, this was the Riverside Church uh, scandal is Riverside Mm -hmm. Church founder indicted in sex abuse case. And uh, his name was Ernie uh, Lopes. So this man was taking the church's money. And spending it, because I'm pretty sure it wasn't just this one boy. It was it several it boys. So you're, so he gave this person over a million dollars. He was taking the church people's money to, to pretty much give them hush money. Yeah. A bunch of a bunch of children. Mm-hmm. He should be put under the jail and set on fire. Right now, he has a current lawsuit of over a million dollars against the church because of the new um, law that Como passed, the uh, taking the statute of limitation off of uh, mm-hmm. off of rape, uh, the rape for rape victims or sexual assault. Uh, that has opened up the door for him to be able to sue the church because the church knew, and uh, it was brought wow. forth to the church, and they did nothing of it. And he did when he ended up winning his lawsuit because uh, he did. To the guy, the coach who assaulted him, he did win a five hundred thousand dollar lawsuit against them, and you know he's sharing, sharing his story right now, and he's mentoring kids, and he's trying to make sure that they are not, they don't fall in that gap of where he was at, because it's always the children who, who are, who have less that seem to get assaulted, and it goes unnoticed. You know, mm-hmm. it's always who is looking for a father figure because essentially he said that was his father figure you, mm. know, you know get long-winded but yeah mm-hmm. so I, I just want to read um one of the comments mr matthew said there's no price tag on pain absolutely and definitely i agree with that because you know after him being assaulted the the damage the mental damage goes on a lot further so it's not just that one moment. That, it that's a lifetime. Like that's not something you forget. Like you may you may tend to get over it and move on with your life, but it's not something you forget. Never. You can never forget that. You can never forget that type of pain and mental anguish. Like 
No matter, no matter how much money they give you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wanted to shout out LeBron because he did that interview with me. So he was there and it was a very, very emotional interview for all of us. It yeah. I've never really been lost for words so much in the interview. And um it was the hardest interview that I've ever done. It was it's yeah the story is it's just really unbelievable. And I just feel like even the time that they gave him, I just feel like it just wasn't enough. And this church pumped out athletes like Dwayne Wade, you know, and some other NBA players. And it's just like, it's just like. That that goes to one of the things I wanted to ask Dr. Lovett. With um, rappers, NBA stars, with them forcing women to sign in NDAs, and then they come out later saying they were sexually assaulted. How do we actually know what was done? Because technically they wasn't supposed to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And you asked how do we know like the specifics of what was done during that assault? You said? Yeah. Well, they say on the NDA, but even in that, because that's now, now it's a crime. Mm-hmm. So I should have the rights to be explicit about what happened to me, NDA or not, because you broke the law. Mm-hmm. Illegal. Therefore, I should yeah. have the right to report. That. You're making me sign something that's pretty well. You know, back in the day, they were making. You're pretty much wanting me to sign something that says, "Oh, I can't talk about if you do something to me like that." I, I would have <laughs> you count me out. Count yeah. me no, out. Hearing such a thing, you know what I mean. And I think that's the piece because it's like if I break the contract about you assaulting me, how is that? I'm just. I'm going to be sued. A court of law. Well, sue me because I ain't got no money and you ain't going to get nothing anyway. <laughs> I think this is one of the main reasons, um, you know, the situation with um, R. Kelly is hitting so hard because mm-hmm. of all the, the young ladies that finally stepped up into it and, and said, this, this is what he did to me. Even though it was NDAs in some of those cases, he gave and a lot I of money I don't even know if it was NDA. It was it, those parents, because let me tell you, it had the, you, your, they parents what their parents did was sell them off to R. Kelly because there's no yeah. way I'm letting my 13, 14, 18, 19 year old child just live at some man's studio. I'm not doing that. Mm-hmm. That's a question I was going to ask her. Dr. Levitt, do you think that NDAs were created for predators to kind of protect them a little bit? Of course. And, you know, we live in a system, you know, I remember watching this documentary on Netflix. Oh, I forgot that the rich white dude who owned the island and like they was assaulting, sexually assaulting and, uh, you know, doing different things to kids, minors and these high level elite politicians going to this island, having sex with young girls. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market i remember I, I, I don't remember what it's called either but i know what you're talking about yes he ended up committing or dying by suicide um mm-hmm. so wow. those years, i think about people like that it protects people in power right so it's just kind of like predators it's usually people who are in privileged positions I, you talking yeah. About epstein? yeah you talking about epstein? Um, who? epstein the guy who um yes, yes. Yeah. 
Yes. Uh, yeah, Epstein. Why can't I remember his first name either? <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> there was a lot of people doing some grimy stuff. But like a lot. Everybody, because uh, it was Trump. Like they're, you know, because they're saying a lot. Like he died by suicide. They killed. He killed himself. Uh, they they killed that man because he had too. He knew too much. He knew too much and was about to turn on too many people. And they said, oh, no, not me. But do you do you ladies um, remember there was a case? It was like a lacrosse player and he was found to had sexually assaulted some girl behind a club. Like two black guys found him and they stopped him for the police. And then when the judge gave gave him six months. Probation. What's the name? I forgot what his name is. Yes. Sexually assaulting this girl. Like they, he was in the midst of the sexual assault and they stopped him and the judge gave him six months. That's all he gave him. He was like, because I don't want to ruin this young man's future. As he didn't like, he didn't sexually assault this other, like he didn't sexually assault this girl. And you know what? People say, Oh, it's a white, white thing. It's it's a white and black thing. No, the, the girl was white. She didn't get any, she got n- no justice. He did six months and then that was it. And now he gets to go back to regular life like nothing happened. And she has to live That's with this crazy. for the rest of her life. All he's going to do is perpetuate his behavior. And yes, he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. It wasn't enough to, like, what are you doing to rectify that? Or, you know, because restorative justice is a thing. So it's like, what are you doing to rectify that? Getting put six months probation and restorative justice is just put him back. It wasn't even like six months in jail, like six months probation. Like you letting that man, you you're still letting him roam the streets. Like he can still do whatever he wants to do for these six months. It wasn't house arrest, no nothing. That was it. Was three of them. It was the Duke Lacrosse case that happened in um, 2006 in Durham, North Carolina. Three members of the lacrosse team were accused of sexually assaulting a young woman and uh yeah uh we already know what that was about though mm-hmm. i know and mm-hmm. then was, i forget his name who sexually assaulted the young lady behind the trash can that that's the one i'm talking about wow. yeah um, yeah they were they were at a club and he was like oh well she was drunk she couldn't even she like like they said that she was passed out drunk. Like she, there's no way she could have given consent. He said it was consensual. They were like, there was no way this girl could have given consent. They were like walking past because was they were in. He was in the alley, sexually assaulting her. They were walking past. They noticed it. They yelled at him. And I guess maybe because he couldn't get his pants up fast enough, he got caught. Well, you guys but, know conspiracy theorists, so. Y'all know, I'm not sure if I'm saying it right, but <laughs> <laughs> it's a boys club. These judges, mm-hmm. because most of these judges have sexually assaulted a woman back in their day. And mm-hmm. so they resonate with these young boys and they think about, I don't want to throw his life away because I remember mm-hmm. when I did it and I never did it again. It could also be, I don't remember if he, like, if he was from an affluent family, his father could have paid the judge off for all we know. You know, yeah. it couldn't it couldn't have just been, oh, I I sympathize with him because I did the same thing and it should be nothing wrong with him. He could have got paid off. Like a, a lot of people do a lot of shady things for money. Yeah. But I don't think it was a payoff because I've seen other cases where people who didn't really have money and they were molesting children and they were getting slapped on the wrist. And it's because, mm-hmm. you know, you guys gotta look at it like this. Mm-hmm. Most of the judges that sit 
on um, the bench, God forgive me, are Catholic. They come from Catholic churches. Yeah. Most of them do. And we you see. Don't have to, look, you don't have to say no more. <laughs> we see. Right. So you, you got to think about it. What happened to a priest, a Catholic priest, if they sexually assault a young boy? He gets nothing. Away. And these are the same people who go to church with these men. The same judges that they go and have dinner with, play golf with, is a boys club. And it's a club that they don't want to end this assault because it's a thrill for them. It's a sickness. It's, a it's Epstein. It's, it's, it's the whole Epstein thing. Mm. Yeah, I'll be going well, off. Let me quit. <laughs> Let me get into the well. First, let me shout out our sponsors Industry 21 Magazine, Envious Creations, and Martin Felton. Um, once again, we are definitely talking about. I was about to say, don't we do we even have to go to commercial after this? Yeah, no, nah, I'm not gonna go to commercial today. I'm about to say, are you gonna find the normal after a sexual assault? But you know, I do still gotta pay the bill. Um, yes. You gotta call in the number if you want to call in, excuse me. The number is 929-822-282. Excuse me. What's going on today, bro? 929-282-0266. I got you. All right. Appreciate you. We're gonna get into this next video real quick. Um, I just got one more after that, and then we're gonna talk about how can we normalize. You know, how do you get find normal after the sexual assault? So let's check this one out. This is what rape also look like. I think you'd be taking me home. I had a lot of fun tonight. You're welcome. But who says the fun has to stop? I gotta, I gotta lay down. I'm too tired. Well, hold on, be careful, I got you. Oh. Oh. You look so good laying there like that. I love that outfit on you. Stop, what are you doing? Stop playing, you know you want this. Stop, please, no. Just relax, just lay down, lay down. Where's my clothes? What the fuck are you doing in my bed? Yo, why are you tripping? Get the fuck out of my house right now. So, once again, um, another situation, and this one um, actually hits close to home for me. Um, the reason why a young lady friend of mine um, called me after um, she had a situation similar to this, where um, she felt she was in a safe space, went out, had a good time, got to hang out, and she had got over-intoxicated. And, you know, two people who she felt were going to look out for her actually took her somewhere. They assaulted her. Um, they kicked her out of where the house that they were in, left her in the hallway naked. And, um, and after that, I received a phone call and, you know, I met her at the hospital where, you know, we, you know, I made sure she was okay and properly made sure she got home and was safe. Um, but after the experience is very traumatizing for her, you know, 
it 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 is it isn't isn't just the sexual assault but it's also the disrespect like that y'all sexually assaulted her and then y'all kicked her out naked in a hallway like y'all had no decency like she wasn't a human Mm -hmm. yeah like y'all tried to take her dignity from her but that shows it wasn't their first time too it sure does it sure does and the fact that it was like two of y'all did this together like what type of dirty dogs are y'all you know, honestly, you know, I was, when I first found out, you know, because she didn't want to go into who it was. She couldn't remember certain things um, because, you know, the other part of me would have taken another place. I hate to see my friends or people I'm very, very close to hurt in any type of form, shape, form, or fashion. And to find that happening to them. It's crazy, you know, and then for them not to be able to remember certain things and it's just, you knew she was intoxicated. And once again, she felt like she was in a safe space. Like that's something that shouldn't have definitely happened to her, you know? So, you know, ladies, this is what I always say, go out and pack, definitely. Make sure your girl don't just go home random with random people. Um, you know, make sure she's safe the way she should make sure you're safe. Mm-hmm. And she get home right. If she wants to be with somebody, make sure she's good. You're not just, okay, she good. And and you go the opposite way. Nah, you know I mean? nah. I, I, don't, I don't know about any other pack of girls, but if we came together, we leaving together. Unless that's your man. It ain't just somebody that you met tonight. Nah, you can't leave with them. Or you know what? You leave your house and then go back out. I'm making sure you got home on my conscience. I did what I was supposed to do as your friend. I got you home safely. You're not going to leave us to go with some men you just met. I'm not, you. no, mm, sorry. You could call me a cock blocker or whatever. <laughs> you going to be calling me from your house? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. mm-hmm. You ain't you, you. I'm not gonna be like you're not gonna call me the next day and be like, oh girl, you know what he did to me? I I told you to take your ass home. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am the cock blocker because I'm a. I'm sorry. I I'm gonna be up in his face getting smart because I've had a couple of girlfriends who get too tipsy and then they meet someone and the guy is like super cute and then I know she's not in her right mind and she's gonna want to fight me so I make sure I'm the friend that's so annoying that he doesn't it's not even worth it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And even people slipping Mickey's too. I know that's an old term off mm-hmm. yeah. but I, somebody I remember I had a client tell me that Girl, so. I'll still call it a Mickey because that's what I would say. Yeah yeah because I don't even but because people they get slick like that too and then you know or even when my clients were sharing years ago that sometimes even them and the bartender would be mm-hmm. you know making deals and bartender put some stuff in there and somebody else was like yeah going in i need to see you make my drink don't turn i don't need you to turn around and put no i need to see you standing there making yeah. my drink pouring everything in as I'm at the bar, I don't care who paid for it. He could have paid for it, but I need to see you making my drink. Exactly. And, and I'm not turning my head, no, none of that. Yeah, because people people do, they do be, um, like do I have it all going on with the bartenders. Yeah. Listen, I'm the king. I'm the king of, I will take my drink to the bathroom with me if I don't have nobody there that I could just you know, hold this for me. Nope. Me and the drink is in the bathroom together. He said, I have no problem. Somebody- 
Somebody slipped his male cousin in Mickey. He was never the same. It's you know, because yeah. sometimes it's not always just about, you know, them being unconscious. Some people's chemical balance that it, it isn't right with that particular type, whatever it is. And mm-hmm. now they are done for life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Don, you see when you was down here how we do it. <laughs> yeah, nah, listen. We had I appreciate that love. We was good. We, we was definitely to- good. Yeah, I definitely want to say anytime you tell somebody you listen, I'm pulling up in your city and they show you the amount of love that I got that day. Yo, I definitely appreciate it. You know what I mean? Yeah, well, we got um, to. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry. When we let me get to this last video, and I, I really want ladies and gentlemen, I really want y'all to pay attention because these are the things. We, I want Dr. Lovett to explain to us. This is most commonly what happens to victims after rape or sexual assault. Sash. What? Can I come in? Are you okay? I'm fine. Well, can I bring you something to eat? I'm not hungry. Well, I'm here if you need me, okay? Are you coming, Sash? Sash. Huh? I was asking, do you want to come to the mall with us? No. Hello? Why you keep doing this? Why is it so hard to get through to you? Why are you still calling me? Stop calling you for what? What did I do to you? You acting like I did something bad. Huh? I asked you to leave me alone. Please stop calling me. You mad extra for no reason, yo. Stop doing that. I already blocked your number like four times. Please stop calling me. Yeah, but you're blocking me for what? Hello? Why did I do this to myself? Yeah. Yep. Seems about right. Those. Yep. Those things are hard to watch. I'm not gonna hold you. you no, know, I'm not a very super super emotional person. I don't like to show my emotions, but those things are hard to watch, especially the last two because, like I said, I experienced these two things. Mm-hmm. Um. The first one, isolation. Mm-hmm. Um. Can you explain more or less why those people start to isolate themselves? Of course, of course. You know, because when you think about uh, assault, it is a traumatic experience. So the person is traumatized. That is a symptom of trauma, isolation. And then some people even deal with depression. Some people, and then, you know, PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder is an anxiety disorder as well. But sometimes depression goes hand in hand with that. So isolation is also a symptom of, of depression and PTSD. So the person is literally traumatized. You know, so, it, you know, if you read the DSM diagnosis and all the characteristics that come with that, uh, both anxiety, uh, PTSD and depression, isolation is a part of the depression piece, but PTSD, even though it's not mentioned as much in regard to isolation, is very much a symptom of PTSD, for sure. Because mm. it's kind of like, I, I need to be recluse. I don't feel safe in the world anymore. So now my sense of safety is now shifted. And so literally, even biochemically in our brains, the amygdala is responsible for letting us know when we're safe and when we're not. So when I go through a trauma, the amygdala grows. So now the amygdala, the amygdala is confused saying like, now we don't know when we're safe and when we're not. So we'll just mm-hmm. in the house. 
And some people mm. I told them they're not even safe at home. They scared somebody can crawl through their window, bust through the door. So it gets really real. Like they're in a constant state of fear. Fight, flight, or freeze, which mm. is high cortisol levels, you know, which causes our body organs in our bodies to break down because we don't need cortisol in our body like that. But because I'm stressed, overwhelmed, fight, flight, or freeze mode, all of these things begin to occur. Can I ask you then, a question? It, oh, I'm sorry. Go go ahead. Ahead. No, no, go ahead. I've seen cases where a woman was sexually assaulted by a man, and um, I have a friend who she went on a date with someone, and they, you know, they were cool or whatever, and they're just chatting. He offers her a piece of candy, and she says, "Okay, yeah, cool." I take a piece of candy, thinking nothing of it. So she took the candy and later started kind of feeling weird. And I guess she had intercourse with him or, you know, they, whatever, but she didn't want to. And she said no, but at that time she was so impaired, but yet, you know, and he says to her, she's like, what's, what's, what's the deal? You know, I feel weird. He says, oh, this is, uh, uh, I think it was like, um, those weed, the edibles. Mm. So it was edible, but he didn't tell her ahead of time. So you gave me an edible without not without telling me I'm about to be high as a kite and impaired. And she doesn't do drugs at all. And so she still dealt with him though because he apologized. And she nope. said she believed that he did not mean to hurt her. Mm. What, what would you say to that? Like, how would you know what is her. The simple phrase I always say is love and hurt cannot exist in the same space. It's impossible. Mm -hmm. That's number one. You know what I mean? And so, and I know a lot of times people internalize and say like, well, he didn't mean it. He was trying just to connect with me. Like these are the excuses that we tell ourselves to keep from saying that, wow, I was actually sexually assaulted and I got to sit with mm -hmm. that. You know what I mean? It's easier for me to say, oh, he didn't mean that. You know, it's easier. And I've had people actually in the session never say it out loud until in the session. And we had to just sit with that. Just sit. Wow. And I know I have that would be your victim. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. No, and nobody, nobody wants well, I'm not gonna say nobody because some people like to play the victim very well. They they like to be the victim. Yeah. But most people don't want to be victims and they don't like to be victimized. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I don't like you taking some of this candy too, because yeah. then we both need to be high. What like why are you just offering me candy? Did you take some too? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, yeah, he was eating it too. And so, you know, I guess she just think like it's people she just go to his regular candy. You know, people offer me gum all the time. Like I'm in school. They'd be like, hey, you want a piece of gum? I don't think to ask them, is this marijuana? Mm. You know, because <laughs> you just, <laughs> you just, it's yeah, just and that, and it's, yeah, you gotta because, show them because everything's edible. Everything's edible now. Everything. You gotta ask now. You gotta what you, ask. What is in this? What's in this? That's so sad. I mean, it's true, but it's like when you're someone who isn't around that type of element or you don't do drugs and you don't think like that. And because they had talked on the phone for like six months and they've seen each other in person, but they this was the first time they were like alone with each other. Mm -hmm. And that happened. So I think she kind of let her guard down thinking this was a safe person because what six months she think, OK, by now I know this person. They wouldn't do this. And yeah. And that's yeah, the whole thing. Agree with a, you, per Charles. a person, a person that that's their intentions. They wait. They don't just do like they try to make sure that you get your guard down to you. Mm -hmm. Like, no, he would. They wouldn't do that. 
They do it on purpose. It's, and it's crazy. With pe- it, it's crazy how people's brains work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I have to agree with Charles. I think that is date rape, if I'm not mistaken. It is. It is. That's like flipping you and Mickey. It's date rape. That's all. It's all the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I had somebody they used a, a, I call it pop. I know everybody else calls it soda, but used the pop um, and, and split something in her drink. So she wasn't even trying to drink or anything. He just put it in her stuff. And now she couldn't drink orange soda no more or the smell of incense because she remembered the smell of the incense. She remembered that orange drink that she drank before it happened. So all of that was a trigger. She went to a store, saw the exact same fragrance of the incense, immediately got triggered. So and some people have flashbacks in the moment where they're actually taken back to that moment just by seeing or smelling something. You know, your senses wow. become heightened and triggered as well. I don't mm, I, it, You know, I've been watching a lot of, you know, Law and Order SVU. I don't know why. Because, you know, that's all about sexual assault or whatever. And it was this, this episode where this guy has had this drug and it was pretty much like you were still like you knew what you were doing. But after it happened, you couldn't remember it. So these women were being sexually assaulted and had no recollection of being sexually assaulted. They literally check out from their bodies. So, mm-hmm. you know, like, it, was, it was pretty. No, it was no. It was pretty much like everything that he told them to do, they would do, even though they didn't enjoy it. Like you could see them, like like you could see the fear in their eyes like no I don't want to do this but he was like say me tell me you like it and they was like I like it and she was like mm-hmm. mm. so I can still be checked out yeah absolutely That's let crazy. me just get this over with so let me go somewhere who knows what no 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 like the drug that he gave them like literally just made the, yeah made them forget everything that was going like made them forget that little time frame that little period of what happened was just erased from their mind completely mm-hmm. wow. oh wow it's a drug that they give you in anesthesia that actually does that too. Um, before you get your anesthesia, there's a, a drug that they give you to help you relax. And that drug um, makes you forget. Like pretty much if you ever went into surgery and you know, you put that mask on to calm down, uh, that is a drug that's in there and you just, you just don't remember. And they use those type of drugs too as uh, date rape drugs mm-hmm. so that a woman cannot remember the details so that if she does remember you were with her she can't sit in a court of law and say i definitely know he was on top of me they have some plausible deniability um with those type of drugs so yeah that's crazy yep um so the next one was i can remember no desire to leave the house yeah no desire to leave the house i think she touched on that um, that's with the isolation. Um, the attacker, her attacker calling her. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, now he's becoming a stalker. But he's what like, I didn't gonna... do anything. I didn't do anything. What you what what's the problem? What did I do wrong? Tell me what I did. You know what you did. Mm-hmm. But that's them trying to convince themselves that they didn't do nothing. So they need your validation to let them know that they didn't do nothing when you really did do something. Because then if you didn't feel like you did anything, you wouldn't feel the need to call and make sure and see if they thought you did something. Right. You know, and I had cases exactly. like that. The person kept bothering her, making her feel bad and like, oh, please forgive me. Oh, I really didn't do anything. But it's like, no. Gaslighting Gaslighting yeah. Definitely. And then I remember at a point, because we worked together for a while, getting frustrated. Like, why are you still talking to him? Shut him down, cuss him, not cuss him out, but 
be stern, stand firm in your power because you are. Mm -hmm. I know sometimes when people are in that space where, once again, I don't want to be the victim. No, you're a survivor and you will thrive, therefore becoming a thriver. You know, but, mm -hmm. but stand in your power, like shut his butt, shut him down. And so sometimes I got to come at my clients in that way, but it's coming from a place of love. But it's like, listen, you need tough love. People you need, need people need tough yeah, love. You need that. Mm -hmm. I, I need I need you to tell me the real. I don't want you to sugarcoat it for me. Tell me the real. Yeah, Dr. Lovett was trying to be so, so, so polite. I'm going to say it for her. Shut his ass the fuck down. Amen. Yeah, exactly. Yes. <laughs> so last one, um, last one, one before we get into how we can make this normal, um, which was her blaming herself. Mm. Why? This, this is where I, I'm starting my confusion. Why do women or men go first to blame themselves? Why would you blame yourselves for? Because you figure what could hurting? what could I have done? that didn't would would have prevented this from happening what could i have done that would this would not be the outcome of this particular situation mm -hmm. i, I must have did something i had i had to do something otherwise this wouldn't have happened to me exactly why didn't i predict this yeah why why do you think that's more or less because they're lying. not asking the right questions when you're meeting these people it's not you know no I'm not doing that. You know, I can walk out down the street butt naked if I want to. That gives you no right to everything. You put your hands on my right. fashion. So right. no matter what I, but I get the questioning of internalizing has to do with a sense of a loss of control. Mm -hmm. So if I'm mm -hmm. saying like, dang, I had to have some contribution to this because that says if I didn't, I lost complete control. I had mm -hmm. And that's and, scary. But not even, Dawn said asking the right questions. Like like Alois said earlier, narcissists know how to make themselves seem normal when they're trying to manipulate you. And once they've already manipulated you, then they show you their true colors. And then it's already too damn late because now you're going to caught up. So you have you have asked all the right questions. And that man gave you all, that man or woman, because I'm not going to just say men are narcissists because there are some narcissistic women, too. But they answer, they know how to answer your questions to what they think that you you know what you want to hear. Oh, okay. How do what do you you know? I don't know, Ren. I don't know normal yeah, questions people ask because I haven't been. I've been with the same man for the last twenty years, so I don't be asking nobody no questions. You right. definitely got the right. Um, the comments are definitely coming in, and they're asking some great questions and giving some great opinions. Um. Before I go to, let me read some of these. So Charles said, because we put ourselves in that situation, I guess he was saying on the strength of what I said. And, and once again, this doesn't mean that, I, I, me per se, just trying to find out more enlightenment of how women feel after these situations. Uh, Mother of Two said, after being sexually assaulted, it's extremely difficult to go back to normalcy in their lives. And this is why we having this, this discussion. Um, because sometimes you absolutely, you know, sorry. <clears throat> evil mask itself and people you don't know who's good at who's good good evil. Or evil. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I definitely agree. You with don't that. you don't so, know because evil people are very good at put, portraying to be good. 
Sometimes you don't fight that. And TK, what up, TK? I didn't even see you. I'm sorry. Yeah, at times you don't, mother too. And that's the thing. People, women don't fight back because they don't, you know, after the situation, they don't know the right ways to fight back. And that's what I want. I want to go on, on saying that way. Um, so now well, I, I want to get into, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was thinking she was saying sometimes you don't fight back in the middle of a rape, especially if it's aggressive, because you don't know if you're going to lose your life. Because sometimes the mm. more you fight that person, you will aggravate them and they will become more and more violent. So that may be what she means That's by that. Saying, I, was, yeah. I was told if it's if it's just so violent, you just just lay there and it sounds so it sounds weak. But at the same time, that is your way for fight, uh, fighting for your life. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's, it's called, so it's, it's, you, that's the, if that's the way you feel like you're going to survive that situation, you have to do what you have to do to get out of the situation. And your brain so whatever wow. it is that you have to do in that situation to make sure that you make it through it, do it. And if that yeah. means just letting it go and Going, going with it, just so you know that you're gonna make it out safely and you know out of like harm's way because you know sometimes in sexual assaults they get very rough and violent and things of that nature. I, okay, so I, I people do think they lost I'm not sure. She said I was told if I did, if she did that, which was fight back, he would harm her daughter. I'm so sorry you went through that. Um. Mm. Another good friend of ours, family, pretty much. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we definitely gonna pull. On, I'm gonna highlight you after the show, definitely. Um. Wow, that just threw me off. Sorry, I'm sorry, guys. Um. So, Doctor wow. Lovett, how do you find normal after pansexual surgery? Um. And the reason why I say that is because. I'm looking at um, a couple of my female friends um, who are trying to find some normal. Um, one of them hasn't found the normal because the situation she's been in kept getting worse. Um, one of them has, you know, found God and she chose a different path. She's now looking, you know, trying to move forward with life. And then I have one that pretty much She's back to partying like nothing happened. Acting like it didn't happen. Mm -hmm. That's that's um, her, but that might that's her way of surviving. Uh, that's her way of dealing coping with it. Yeah, it is. Some people um, just pretend like it didn't happen because then if I if I sit in it, if I remember if I think about it, it's just going to make me depressed. Mm -hmm. But the thing that's going to happen is when she get tired, all that stuff going to come crashing down. That's that's what I told her. <laughs> Yeah, that's those were my exact thing. same words, Dr. Cooper. Love it. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's real, it could be overwhelming. So, so basically, she's masking, mm -hmm. she's still masking the situation. She's putting a band aid on her wound, but she's not taking care of it underneath there. It's just it's gonna grow a scab, and eventually, it's just gonna open and fester. Yeah, and that's why therapy is important and to deal with those things one piece at a time, you know, like I always tell people like we can swim, but let's deal with the wave one wave at a time. Let's sit in it, but let's not drown in it and get out of it. Mm. You know, we 
have to sit in it and we have to process it. We have to emotionally and mentally and spiritually, because, you know, I do a lot of spiritual work too and on healing women's wound spaces and uh, through energy work. And so that gets stored in the wound space that gets stored in the body. The body keeps score as they say, right? So um, mm. a lot of what happens to us gets stored in our physical body as well as our all the other bodies that we have as well. I won't even go down to that point. But the thing is, it gets stored in those spaces. And so mm. they have to be released because if they don't, it'll manifest itself physically. You know, fibroids, for example, is a, is a um, of course, physically with some stuff, but is a manifestation of trapped emotions. Yeah. You know, so I was just thinking about all those things, tumors, all kinds of health issues, things become psychosomatic. That's true. Don't Absolutely. Uh, let me ask you this, because um, I know that everyone always says counseling, um, but I think it is harder for women who go through a rape that was aggressive and their attackers, they, they don't see the jail ever. And for those type of women who have to, deal with that on a day-to-day -day, and they know they need counseling and know they need to speak to someone is find it that those women have the hardest times because it's like you have to constantly relive what happened to you and then deep down inside you know this person is still walking the streets and the the biggest battle is literally having to sit in front of someone and relive the most embarrassing thing the most violent thing that happened to you and they want you to be so detailed they want you to well talk this through and i think that yeah. is so hard it for a person hard. how would you how would you get someone to get to seek out the help and then to let them know that voicing what happened to them doesn't make them weak because i feel like it makes not speaking just speaking if i feel like it probably makes a person feel weak Especially if you're a person who is prideful and you you're used to having so much power, and it's just taken from you. How do you get that person on a journey to healing? Oh yeah, that's a whole process. First and foremost, they have to be ready to be in that space. Mm. I always believe that no one should ever be forced to go to a place where they're not ready to go. Because the healing process it's a healing process, but it ain't always fun. So you know, I just think about just like think about it a huge like wound or a huge surgery. The process of healing is not fun. And so I literally have to make the conscious decision to say that, hey, I, I'm ready to heal, you know, and whatever comes with it, I'm going to go with the punches, but I do need support. And so I had to learn this lesson the hard way. Starting off, you know, I was only 22 when I started doing therapy. So uh, now I'm out much further in it than where I was. But at the time, you know, me learning, like I, because a part of the process sometimes is going to the trauma narrative where they do describe what happened to them, what were your thoughts, what were your feelings? And so we were literally processing, but what happened was I did that too soon with a client and she went home and tried to uh, commit suicide. Mm. Or, mm. I, was, I will never, ever do that again. I will never do that again. What we gonna do is talk about a whole bunch of coping skills first for, for sessions, like at least five sessions. We're gonna talk about coping skills. We're gonna talk about your support system. We're gonna do all of that before we even dive into the trauma narrative because you just gotta have your stuff on point. Uh, before even jumping in there because it literally will re-traumatize you. Mm, and even with mm. the trauma narrative, I don't even go over the whole entire thing. We do it in pieces. Let's talk about this part one. This is before it happened. This is during and this is after. Mm. Because you go over the entire thing in one session, it's just, it's just overkill. It's too much. And even after that, it's making sure I'm checking in. Are you okay? 
what do you, this is what you need to do when you get home. Let's do some meditation. Let's do some breath work. Let's do some, you know what I mean? Just something to take care of themselves to ensure that they're going to be okay. Because what we don't want is somebody to go home and try to harm themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that's what I was saying to Dawn before. I was like, it, it's, it's the whole reliving that trauma, having to go tell somebody in detail what happened to you. you so it, you already lived through it. Now you gotta relive it and tell it to someone else. It's like exactly. It's it's is it worth some people think is it worth it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um yeah, and that's the thing. Don't don't tell. They don't, and that's the importance of holding space. I and I'm big on holding space and being in that space with the person to genuinely connect with them, to let them know, like, hey, you're not by I'm here with you in this moment, in this space. Holding space is so important. For them to feel safe. I pride myself on it as a therapist and as a healer. That when people tell me I felt so safe talking to you, that's I don't know why I'm getting emotional, but that to me says that that is a good start to the healing because mm-hmm. they didn't feel safe and now they finally do. That's priceless. That means you're a good. You have a good, uh, good aura, a good vibe about you that people are comfortable enough to tell you their traumas, whatever that may be. Yeah. I mean that that's definitely what you need, um, especially nowadays. Um, I'm sorry to hear that, LeBron. Yeah, we yeah, were kids when that happened. Mm. We were kids, yo. I'm so sorry. I love you, LeBron. Yeah. Um. So, I want to look at the marriage part. You know, mm. you now your husband has to take on this trauma that you done went that's went through. Um, how is a man supposed to, I want to, I'm trying to word this right. Cause I don't want to sound insensitive. That's my biggest issue about doing topics like this. Don is, Don is, in, he's, I don't want to say he's insensitive. He just does not know how to word anything. He was trying to get yeah, people to, to, uh, you know, if they wanted to, you know, call in or whatever. And I was like, why do you sound like one of these lawyer commercials? Like, if you have because um, i don't want to i definitely don't want to yeah. be insensitive and i because i understand how real this is mm-hmm. so that's why i'm trying to word it correctly um how do you how is your husband supposed to help you heal through this yeah. situation there you go that works mm-hmm. i got you boo there you, go. <laughs> you know that's why that's why we went into it. <laughs> yeah absolutely because you know actually one of my um you know i got a team of a therapist that work under me but one of my associates actually had an exact case like that where it was an mm. assault um, and she was married and, but it was like, oh, it was so convoluted. It really was because it was like, you know, tough for the husband to, it's like, I want to support her. But then it was like this, still this need to want to have sex too. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like that dichotomy because it's wanted to respect her boundaries because she's not going to be in a place to want to have sex. She's just not. And for him to be understanding of and supportive of that, and that we can connect intimately in other ways outside of sex. That's just mm-hmm. one of the ways to be intimate. So it's going to have to revamp intimacy because a lot of people think intimacy is just sex. Sex is an Absolutely. emotion in motion. <laughs> so mm-hmm. we have to be connected. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so that's the thing. Can you be there to support me? Can you help me? You know what I'm saying? Assist me in encouraging me in the process. The healing process is mine on my own. I have to make the choice to heal. You know what I mean? But my husband or my partner can be a supporter and encourager in that process. 
So I know for him, it is about being patient. It is about being supportive. It is about understanding that there are different ways that we can connect and feel intimate so that she actually wants to do it. Mm-hmm. Just in general. <laughs> but you know what I mean? That is not a chore. That does not feel like I'm forced to do that when you are trying to connect with me on the internet. Like, even physical intimacy, not sexual, that I know that you're not trying to have sex with me. You're not expecting anything in return. You just want to hold space for me. That's but do you, um, do you suggest couples therapy for them? Like she'll have her own therapy session, but couples therapy too, so you can help them through their issues as a couple. Let like, let the men know like there are other ways to be intimate with your wife other than intercourse. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And men probably should go to counseling too on their own to deal with um, how to help their wives because you you have to think about the male ego because sometimes men understand that things happen to their wives, but then their minds be like, well, maybe she shouldn't have been there. Or, you know, especially because uh, we've seen, I've seen a couple. It was on um, Instagram. The guy told his uh, fiance, don't go out. She went out. She got raped. He broke up with her because he said. Yeah, sexually assaulted. I'm sorry, got sexually assaulted. Um, and he broke up with her because he told her. I yes. But for the men who are willing to stay, I feel like they should seek help, too, because it's going to play on their ego and they got to, I think they need help to manage their feelings too. That way they can yeah. help the um, victim too, their, their spouse or their significant other. I think that's important too. Cause sometimes yeah, men- I mean, we, keep, we keep saying men and women, but LeBron is right. Stuff do happen to men as well. So your wife should also, if, if, if this situation happens to be a man, your are like you were saying, your significant other should go to counseling to figure out how to be a better, you know, how to help you through your, 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 I mean, um, you your trauma. See, I understand from what she was saying, you know, even with that trauma, it, and that type of trauma, sexual assault, it affects both parties. It does. Because not even the fact of, of sex, um, the intimacy level drops because maybe she doesn't want to be touched. She doesn't want to, um, talk she doesn't she like the isolation the um she's already blaming herself so the depression and everything else and you're trying to figure ways to connect Mm -hmm. and maybe she's not ready yet and you're still like now you're getting baffled so you know that's the whole thing is people here at different times it's it's a year down a year uh, now this was a year ago and you're still not you know, you're still missing the connection, and you at least can't men, tell someone. You can't tell someone how long it's going to take them to feel better after a situation like that. And and I agree, but that also affects that. But that's why I also said that they should go to couples counseling because then that's something that they can talk with their their couples their couple therapists and, because and then this, they'll this will they'll be able to discuss both their problems in that session. And what is the biggest problem with us as African Americans? Yeah, I want to go counseling. Go to counseling. Well, then you do you really want your marriage to work? We want to. We really be trying to counsel ourselves. Let me. No, nah, yeah, I can't do that. Let me let me talk to my homeboy instead of. No, let's go talk to a licensed therapist that can help both. Let, let's go talk. Let first of all, you need someone that's not in the situation. Mm-hmm. 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 And, do, and probably don't know neither one of y'all mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to tell you, well, you wrong for that. 
because it, even if you go, if you can go to a count, you can go to a counselor. It, it, but if it's someone you know, they might pick sides. Mm-hmm. So you need to go to someone who don't know neither one of y'all. So they, there's no sides to pick. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a non-biased uh, perspective, and I'm going to tell you, you wrong for doing what you did. You wrong for doing what you did. This is what y'all should do to get y'all selves back into the kick of things, swing of things, swing of things, not kick. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, definitely. And each of them having an individual session. So if, or hypothetically, if the one partner is frustrated about the lack of sexual intimacy or any kind of intimacy for that matter, they can vent that without making their partner feel any kind of way. I can let Question. Know. Question. And do you, as far as that, is it, um, do you think that they should go to the same therapist for all of all three of those sessions, like my personal session, my my couple session, and then my partner goes for their you session. Know, or do you depends on the context? Because I have some situations where I do see both individually and for couples. But I think in situations like that, I feel like that particularly that one each partner should have their, their own therapist. You know, okay. therapist has their part, you know. So sometimes that could work if the therapist is doing all three. But I think with a case like that, I think sometimes it helps to have just another um you know unbiased See, i don't like that only because you might get the good counselor and i'll get the, the one no, okay. i i only ask that question so, because yeah, the, the counselor would then know all because you know some people you know when people when some people go to couples counseling they are not going to talk all their business with their significant other like they might just be like yeah well this that and third i don't like when he does this that and the third but when you're in your own personal state you are going in (laughs) i don't like when he takes his shoes off i don't like when he brushes teeth you know they telling the real so that's what i'm trying to say like the therapist would know the store would know the story and then would be able to actually like assess like yeah. Well, y'all need to do this because I know that she don't like when you do this, and that's, you need to. That's what that's afraid of that. Like sometimes, in some instances, they don't want it where because sometimes they get paranoid. Like, oh, I wonder is she talking to uh my mm. what I said in that session? You know what I mean? And so I mean, mm. but it, it, you as a as a as a doctor, you ain't supposed to be telling my business to him. <laughs> so if you tell my business to him, that's I'm suing you. But see, like. Like Charles said, that's a conflict of interest. But honestly, Charles, I believe also it 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 would help because now she's heard my side, she's heard her side. She can meet in the middle to try to help both mm-hmm. of us reconnect. That's, that's what I was. That's and what I was. That's how I feel. Like. Yeah, that's how I see it. Sometimes to me, that it's can, better like that. You might do like one or two sessions where you see them each for thirty minutes or something like that, just to get an overall gist of what they are. But them, that's just for the couples aspect of it. But sometimes mm-hmm. if they want to get one on one individual time. Mm-hmm. So that can help. And sometimes you can, like, if they sign a release of information, you can co- coordinate with that other person's therapist, and y'all can have a conversation as long as they give the consent that it's okay for the two therapists to talk about what they talk yeah. about. You know what I mean? Got so you. that's collateral where you can kind of work together with the therapist to kind of you know have an overall sense of what's helping. Mm. Mm-hmm. Well I would right. look, I would want you for my therapist, my couples therapist and my own uh uh regular therapist. Yeah, so man. you would know all my business. Listen, I've I've been trying to get her for the longest. She just don't take my insurance. So that's the only reason why. But I, I definitely I'd have been went to her. Listen, she's definitely the bomb. Oh, Dr. Lovett, let them know how you could get at you. 
Sure, yeah. So they can get me with uh, my new creation, uh, psychotherapy.com. That's the practice. And then the new creation PSY, as well as Dr. Kupla. That's Instagram. And then the Tantric MFT, that's also Instagram. So I got three different ones. Um, so they can highlight me on that. And that the same Yeah, thing, I don't know y'all. Yeah. <laughs> and I can put it in the uh, the chat too. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you gotta do that because I was like, it's what? What is it again? <laughs> <laughs> Allure, let them know that. how they could get at you. Hey guys, it's your girl Laura. So you guys can get at me at the Lauren Hour Network over on YouTube or over on IG at the Lauren Hour Network. Also, you guys can follow me on Facebook at the well, at, at the but Alora Soccer Dannon over on Facebook. But uh, just Google me, I'm there. Y'all find me. What she said, Google me, bitch. <laughs> Google my phone <post> shot. <laughs> so, um, as always, this is the hard part. Dr. Leverett, how do you want to go out? You said, how do I want to go out. out? Your last word. Oh, um, to not for survivors, because I purposely call them survivors, not victims, but for survivors to really understand that that is a process that you can come out of it to come from, I know some people say I'm a victim, but from victim to survivor to thriver. Mm. Believing in yourself that you can do it, or have, not believe, but having faith in yourself is a difference. I don't need to stand for that. All right. Laura, how you want to go out? Um, I just want to say baby steps. If you guys are feeling overwhelmed and you feel like counseling is too much, just ease into it. Just start by talking to someone. Um, holding it in is dangerous and just getting a little bit out there. And just remember that it is a process and with each day comes healing and just to continue to love yourself. Absolutely. A lot of people do forget to love themselves after something traumatic like that. You have to absolutely remember to love yourself. Uh, I just want to say, I want to thank these two beautiful ladies for being here tonight. Um, I made this conversation, uh, even though it was a tough topic to talk about, yeah, I made it an interesting one. Um, uh, Dawn, uh, we ain't got no choice but to be here, but I thank you for being here anyway. <laughs> and I want to thank everybody for being in the comments because there was a lot of comments tonight. I like it. Yeah. Uh, and I just want to say thank y'all. God bless and good night. Because I think I'm Russell Simmons. <laughs> no, I don't. No, let me stop because I hear he's not a good man. So, but either I, I still want to say thank y'all. God bless and good night. <laughs> so, um, I'm going out basically saying, first of all, this show is dedicated to my friends that have gone through this situation. And hopefully, this gives y'all a little help or a little advice to. Um, try to get you back to the normal. You know? mm. Um, I also want to say thank you to my loving wife who helped me with the videos. I had to give her, her props, so mm. thank you for sending thank me you, and helping me pull this off. And I just want to say, definitely listen. The main thing is, God forbid this happen to anyone. Take the time out. Go get counseling. Call the police. It, like I said before, there's the um, the hotline number, which I'm about to put back up so you can see it. Definitely take it down. Share with it. Share 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 with a friend. Um, I'm coming. Too, sorry, I'm a little slow. I know. Um, 
and you know help each other if y'all see something say something help somebody it, it doesn't just work for bags on the train yeah <laughs> yeah listen you see somebody going through a traumatic experience and you know before they choose to lose it you know take their life help them even if you take a step and say you'll listen I'll go with you. I'll take you to the council. Mm. Do that. There's nothing wrong with that. You know? Um, these are steps. And definitely, definitely need to start helping each other notice those steps. Look at the go back and watch this video. Look at those steps of the things that happened and how you can try to pretty much try to if you see or feel like you know, that person is doing anything, get away from that person. You know? So that's the most I can say on that. Other than that, this show will replay tomorrow at 8 and 9 a.m. on um, our radio station, Life 365, Live 365, and on Fleet Radio Network. Um, we will be back next week, of course. We will have... Um, I I'm just gonna shoot your I'm check the page, man. So tap into the IG. You already know what it is, man. Um, it's the evening rush. And uh we out. Thank y'all for tuning in, man.